podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Kulays, and welcome to Barts Talk. I'm your host, Remy Dixon. Today, we're going to be discussing the Napoli game of midweek and the Hitafe game this weekend. Two interesting fixtures for very different reasons, which we'll get into. Okay, the Champions League was back this week. We were playing against Napoli in Napoli for the first time in a very long time. And this was the game that we were all waiting for. This was the game that we've all been, I don't know what part you've been on, but for some looking forward to, for others dreading. Um Napoli is an interesting team, especially where they're at now. They won Serie A last year, had a crazy year. Um, they still have a lot of those players, Victor Altiman, um, their wingers that are just amazing, had a great team last year. Uh, they haven't been as good this year. They've kind of been like us in a lot of ways, very spotty, not playing the football that they were um, just a bit ago. And part of that is because their coach left. He took a sabbatical with the team, and they haven't really replicated the form that they were in last year. They still have a lot of those players. It was the best time to catch them, in my opinion. Again, we were not playing the Napoli that I think would have given us a huge issue if we were playing that team that won last year, this year. But it ended 1-1. We started out playing much better. Our lineup to start was probably the best 11 available. We had Martinez playing in the center back with Araujo, Kunde and Cancelo on the wings. Christensen was actually playing the pivot um, with Frankie and Gundogan playing on the other side of him. We had Pedri playing the left wing position knowing that he's going to drop back into that midfield. And Lewandowski and the Mignamal, who obviously has been on fire for this team. So you weren't going to sit him. But it was very interesting to think that like this kid is about to start in his first Champions League. He's 16, and he's playing against some very experienced defenders that aren't here to make his day any better. They're also not here to look stupid on the Champions League stage, right? The start of the game was really good for Barca. Lamine was... On one, but at the same time, I think he had some of the opportunities of the game. And for the first time in a very long time, I think showed his age a bit. I think he was very eager to be the youngest Champions League goal scorer. And that pushed him to make some decisions that otherwise I'm not sure he would have made. He took a couple of shots when he could have passed it. There was a ball that came in from Gundogan to him and Lewandowski was a better option, and Lewandowski was in a more open position, probably could have gotten a better shot off, and Lamine took it and missed it, but he had done that twice, where he would have passed it in other situations, and I felt like he took on his defender and tried to score. Those were two really great opportunities early. Again, as much as I love the kid, I think he is an absolutely phenomenal player. He's our best player. He's been our best player for many games now this was the first times that i was like oh you made the wrong choice which he doesn't often do so i wasn't really mad about that 
as you can't be. The kid is bawling outrageous. He's putting fear in defenders. And the more he puts fear in defenders, the better it is for us moving forward because it offsets the team that we're playing against. But those chances go by. We keep pushing. We're playing. We're, we're looking good. And, you know, the rest of the game goes on where we have opportunities. We end up scoring through Lewandowski. Very good for him. Very happy for him. He, you know, is necessary. When he's playing well, he can be very necessary. And we've seen the last couple of games, some of these touch shots that he's done, kind of reminiscent of old Lewandowski, player that we need. My biggest issue with this game is that we ended it 1-1. And I say that because when you look at the game, we came back in the second half and there was a moment where it started to slow down for us. And you could really tell that they were putting the pressure, they were pushing, they were moving forward, they were in the ascendancy. We needed to make changes. Something needed to happen. And nothing happened. Bobby didn't make the changes that we needed to make. They end up scoring. Then all of a sudden, you start seeing the changes. Rafinha comes on. João Felix comes on. Players come on that you just think, had they been put on five minutes before the goal, had Xavi looked at the game and said, hey, you know what? We're in a lull. They're attacking us. They're attacking recklessly. And we're just not having an answer. What we need to do is we need to relieve the pressure on our defense by putting in other players that could attack and put us in a better situation moving forward because they're coming at us. If we have a Rafinha in, maybe he gets open, we get the ball to him, either it offsets their defense or whatever, but they're thinking twice now about just attacking us relentlessly as they were. And I think that's where you start seeing people falling off the Xavi bandwagon. I saw a lot of people in the chats talking about, you know what, this is kind of where I'm at. Was it a bad game? No. The goal that Osterman scored on replay, it looks like it was a foul on Inigo Martinez. He really stuck his foot out there. Was it a bad game from Barca's perspective? No. Not fully. It wasn't. But it could have been better. We could have come away with from there with all three points or slightly more. Napoli was there for the taking. And had Xavi adjusted at the right moment, made the right choices, we're probably having a different conversation right now. That's the issue with Xavi. It is not that he's the worst manager of all time. It is not this, that, and the other. What it is is, He's not reading the game in the ways that would make sense and then making the right choices in the moments that are necessary to set the team up for success. And as I say all of this, I come to the Hitafe game, which I felt was the exact opposite of the Napoli game. And in a lot of ways, all of the games that we've played so far this season, we played Hatafe this Saturday, 
and we beat them 4-0. The reason why I said it is the exact opposite of the Napoli game, and very different from most other games this season, is not per se the score, although the scoreline is more goals than we've scored in a while recently. It's how we were set up to play. I remember while I was watching this game, I kept thinking, if this were the first game of the season, I would be so excited for this season. We looked amazing. We had a great lineup put out. We got to play one of the youngsters, which I think Kubarzi is going to be a star. The kid is amazing. I'm so happy that he's here, and hopefully we can take care of him. But that kid, composed, skilled, absolutely love it. You know, we did the best we could with our back line without, without Balde, but Cancelo's there. We had Rafinha starting. We had Jao Felix starting. Ter Stegen was back there. Like, the lineup was good. And it was, again, the best available, but we also put on an attacking side. So, off the bat, you know we're going to at least be moving forward. So you think, right? But, I mean, we know this Barca team, that's not always a given, but at least it wasn't one midfielder as a winger. No, we put out a squad that looked on paper like they were going to attack, and they did attack. But the thing that I thought was most different from every other game and what made me so excited about this game is it felt like for the first time in a very long time, we had a plan. It felt like Xavi set the team up and said, hey, Hitafe play a high line. We know what they're going to do. So what you're going to do from moment one is you're going to be looking for that ball over the top. Have not seen Barca make those types of strategic adjustments pre-game in a very long time. Things that I thought Xavi would be doing all the time changing our play to match the team that we're playing against, we've never done that. It was exciting to see Ter Stegen putting the ball over the top, and we saw the runs. The reason why I said, like, if this were the first game of the season, I'd be super excited, because it was still rusty. There was still, like, it almost seemed like we didn't know how to truly play this way, but we did it, you know, and and I, I say that it felt like we didn't know how to truly play this way because so many times the ball just wasn't the right ball or it didn't connect in the right way. But we kept trying it, we kept trying it because it was always on. And there were moments where we looked off the pass, of course, because that's what we do. But overall, it seemed like the strategy was, hey, they're going to play a high line, get in behind them. And that's how we scored our goals. Got the ball over the top, played the ball quickly, in behind. All the stuff that everybody's been saying about Jokunde, look, hasn't been playing his best most of the season. I do think a lot of that is on Xavi and the rotations and everything, but he had a hell of a right-back performance this game. The balls that he was putting over the top, beautiful. Such an asset. It was great to watch us play. It was, it was great seeing the runs being made, the overlapping runs at that people getting past their defenders and just waiting for the ball to come to them. And it was just, uh, it's something that you haven't seen. And again, think about it. If this were the first game of the year with this team, are we not sitting here going, oh shit, we could win 
a lot of things, right? Like that game showed that it's not these players. These players are very good. They can play. They can go toe-to-toe with a Napoli that is very good. They can play ball. It is how they are set up. Are they set up to win a game? Or are they set up to hold the ball for 90 minutes and hope that something happens? Hope that a 16-year-old can come out here and move the people around and make a play and score a goal. This really felt like Xavi put the team out with a plan. And even in the second half, when things started to lull, Xavi made changes. Fermin Lopez came on, played great. We made adjustments when it was necessary to continue to play better and continue to take the pressure. When Hitafe started noticing we were putting the balls over the top and they started trying to readjust how they play, we made adjustments after that. Absolutely crazy. It was great to see the substitutes that got put on. Just things that you haven't seen Xavi do. And if it wasn't for the fact that he's already quit because he was not doing a great job, if you had seen him do this from go this season, I'd be begging him to stay. The sad thing is I'm not sure if this is sustainable. I don't know if he's going to do this in the next game because I feel like Xavi is set in his ways. But if this is the turn of the corner... If he looked at this and said, hey, we played really well, maybe we keep doing this, and we can keep putting these performances in for the rest of the season, I may be the one being like, hey, Xavi, you need to stay. You figured it out. But overall, it's it was nice to see. It's just sad that it's happened now. And it really shows that contrast of two different games, one where we played kind of like we typically do, conservative, Holding the ball, reactionary. I was saying this in some of the chats. My issue with Xavi isn't that he is Xavi. My issue with Xavi is that we play this game as if we are just waiting for the other team to do something. It seems like our only game plan is dominate the ball until something happens, then try to score. And that's just not how you play football. That's what happened to us against in the first Classico against Real Madrid. We've become predictable. And when we're playing this way that we play against Atafe, it's unpredictable. We're doing different things. After the first half, we switch. They switch their tactic. We switch our tactic. We have the players to do it. We have the skill to do it. It's just that our manager wasn't setting us up to do that. So, again, two different games. Hopefully, what happened against Atafe continues to happen. Only time will tell. And for me personally, if this is the new Xavi, if Xavi's figured out how to adjust his game plan, how to make in-game changes, how to make the right substitutions, and how to set us up from go to be able to exploit other teams' weaknesses, if he can keep that going for the rest of the season, then hey, stay. Don't leave. Stay. Help us out through the next year. But if we're just going to go back to the way we've been playing and trying to dominate possession and not doing anything offensively, like good riddance, have a good, have a good time wherever you go. Last thing I will say about this is it's also just interesting that we did have the majority of possession against the anyway, but we still got those balls up and over and moved the ball quickly. So we can do it. We can both dominate and 
move the ball, and score goals. It's just a matter of what are we set up to do? What is he asking us to do? So that's all I have to say about these two games. I'm very excited to see if we can continue this. And look, for his sake, he is a club legend. I would hope that if he has turned the corner, if we play like this for the rest of the season and we win something, I mean, I guess it's only Champions League and La Liga left, and both of those are very tough. But we have the squad. We have a great squad. And if everybody's playing right, everybody's firing all, all cylinders, the right manager could get the team to do a lot of great things. So hopefully that's Xavi. Again, we'll be the first one to ask him to stay if we keep playing like this. What a weird two things. Luckily, we didn't do anything crazy against Napoli. We're going into the next round with a tie, and we'll see if we can pull it out and move forward, because I know we budgeted for it. So, you know, Forza Barca, hopefully that's what happens. Have a great week, everyone. Podcast Network.